0: It's such a blessing and a privilege to be here. Set my timer off. You know what? Thank you, Lord, for the just the moment to be able to to praise you like this this morning, and that I'm only here because of Jesus. I'm only here because of God's loving and kindness. And actually, I hope you know that too. That you're here because God's called you. God's drawn you in to become a part of His family. Um. Because he loves you. And actually, I really want to start the sermon off with that, because actually what we're going to talk about is, I believe, really powerful and explosive. I think it's one of the most important things that it's easy to be aware of and brush over at the same time. So before I get stuck in, I just want to pray for a second. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've been chasing after um, us since, uh, since creation, Lord, that actually you love us so much that you sent your one and only son Jesus to die for us to take upon himself Lord the brokenness that the sins of us, Lord, the things that separated us from you and from actually eternal life with you. You came in, Lord God, to destroy the power of sin and death, and you have destroyed the power of sin and death. And I pray that every one of us here, including me, in increasing measure, knows that in our inner beings, Lord. Just release that truth into us now so that we're not condemned when you have to discipline us when you challenge us when you want to grow us because lord you are a perfect father that none of us have ever had some of our earthly fathers have been good and loving some have been absolutely awful but lord you're perfect you are the perfect mother and father lord and you love us so much so help us give us a spirit to trust you this morning to trust you as we open our hearts and our minds to you lord this morning amen thank you Sure, thank you, Jesus. So, we're looking at um, Philippians 4:8, and I've sort of titled it "Positive Thinking." You are what you eat. Um, how many of you are there? Um, actually, um, Ali just asked a good question this morning before I started, which was, "You know, think of something that you can be thankful for." Um, well, I want to turn that on its head now and say, "What have you been thinking of this week?" Perhaps a bit more you know, it's been preoccupying your minds that isn't good and it's been taking up a space in your mind. Think about that. And just hold that thought as we we talk through this stuff. Also, I want to say as we we go into this verse, because we're talking about what's on our minds, if you need to close your eyes and just think about it and process it, feel free to do that. If you want to pray, um, feel free to do that. Anyway, here's the verse. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So in in a nutshell, think about what you think about. Um, There's a whole world inside of our heads, um, I believe, (laughs) you know, Some sort of Jewish sages say there's a universe in in every one of us, but I think actually it's so easy to look outwards, but we think there's so much going on in here, um, whether we're aware of it or not. Um, And it shapes and affects our lives more than we can imagine, and also the lives of those around us. Thinking needs to encompass our emotions, our thoughts. In fact, it's all of our being. So we're going to, first of all, just look at each quality that's been mentioned here and just just meditate on them for for a few minutes each. So first of all, we're told to think about what is true. Um, Truth sets you free if you meditate and act on it. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we have to start with Jesus, which is why I wanted to pray in the beginning, because actually, otherwise, all we end up doing is positive thinking. Um, You know, I mean, there's things like cognitive behavioral therapy and all kinds of things which are really constructive, and it shows you the power of actually how we organize our thoughts and how we do things. It's really important. However, we're talking about our spiritual reality here. We're talking about something that needs to address the problem. Um, which actually no, ma- um, no amount of self-effort can ever fix, which is, you know, sin. And so we come and we start with Jesus. We start with that foundation that actually no other philosophy or religion has, which is that actually God has fixed the problem. Um so we need to start that we're in a safe place when God tells us, hey, you need to change. I want to transform you. I want to renew your mind. It's not like, well, I've been saved. Is that it? It's like, no, now we start the journey of that, that sanctification. It's a lifelong process. Um, and it's hard, but he's with us. His spirit is with us. But actually, all the choices we make and all the things we do, we've got to start thinking about what's going on right now. So we start with that foundation of Jesus and of what God says is real. If something looks good and sounds good, but it's based on partial truths or an all-out lie, it needs to be handled carefully. And one thing that I thought of was perhaps one of the business, biggest risks um, is trusting the human desire to make the world a better place. Um, because... It's a noble thing. It's a lovely thing to want to do. And I believe God's made us, you know, we're meant to be stewards of the world. But we've seen over centuries gone, millennia gone, and even now people are trying to fix the world. But if we deny God as our creator and sustainer, the source of love and life and truth, how can we honestly believe the work of our hands will be truly good and will actually have lasting fruit that's going to bring life? Um, I've got quite a... This was at a time where... Um, so I'm just trying to remember the name of this, um, eugenics, which is absolutely horrific, which is, again, where we believe we can either sort of breed out problems within or sort of defects within the human body or the human mind. It, uh, people that earnestly really believe we could just, if we can get rid of these problems, we'll be sorted. And this is how they were thinking. So I apologize if it, it is offensive and it's quite sensitive and challenging. Um, so here's one quote. Society must concern itself not chiefly with the isolation, temporary or permanent, of the individual murderer, thief, or forger, but with the extermination or repair of the genetic, educational, industrial defects which cause production of criminals. This is some called Charles Eliot, and it's published in the New York Times in 1915. Now, Jesus, how does he handle um, our imperfections? Um, Jesus says he's, well, Um, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. God knows we need help. And actually, there's nothing wrong with trying to, um, you know, with things like education and and helping each other out improve. But actually, God is saying that he is the one. He is the foundation of all healing and of all goodness. And it has to come from him and from the wisdom of the kingdom of, of light not from um, the wisdom of fallen man. So noble, that's a word, I'll be honest. Sometimes I think I know what it means, but it's one of those ones I'm not always sure about. So I've got a a definition here. Um, So it's having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles. Do our thoughts lead to godly actions? So it's having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles. Do our thoughts lead to godly actions? So are we thinking about these things? Are we thinking about people that perhaps are acting in that way? Um, Are we looking at our character? Are we thinking, well, how am I conducting myself? One minute I'm sort of praising God, the next minute I'm grumbling with some person about how something's wrong at work and I'm just moaning about my boss. Um, Am I actually, you know, saying and doing things that are really not that morally good? Um... Am I, you know, split personality, in fact, two people? Um, do, are, are our thoughts, perhaps we're, we're saying good things here, but as what's going on. Are we actually hating people? You know, are we holding grudges uh, against people that may have hurt us or be treating us badly or just irritate us? Um, what are we thinking there? Um, and what are our responses? Are we actually re- reacting and responding in, in a godly way? Are we loving people? We might need to correct people, of course. Um, but are we actually showing respect and listening to that person, listening perhaps to some of their issues um, and showing that we're, actually, we're not trying to tear them down. We're actually tr- trying to engage perhaps in a tricky situation and, and bless them in the process. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's in Galatians 5.22 and 23. So that's what should be coming out of us in increasing measure. And again, before we feel condemned, thinking, actually, you know what? I've been thinking really bad things this week, and I I can't seem to get out of it. Don't beat yourself up to the point of inaction. Let yourself think, okay, I I need help. Um, But actually, his spirit lives in us. And the more time we spend in his word and in thinking about him and with others who think about him and talk about him and, and do positive things, we'll see more of that fruit because actually we're living more in step with the spirit. Are we giving the spirit room in our minds to speak to us? Are you having time in your day, whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes or five hours, or whatever um, how, you know your capacity is, are we giving him an opportunity to speak to us, or are we just diving into things, thinking, right, I've got to fix this, I'll do this, do that. Um, there is always time for, for God, always, you know. Um, I think I've heard about people praying on the loo before, or praying, you know, I mean, driving to work. I, I pray driving to work a lot, you know, I do keep my eyes open. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there are things we're doing where actually we can so automatically just be on autopilot thinking about a load of nonsense or just stresses or worries, um, which could be very real um, and very serious. But you're thinking, actually, I could be spending some of this time um, just praising God or just just praying to him right now. I, I challenge you, do it. Just do it. Do it more. If you're already doing it loads, do it more. If you've never really done that, try it. Have a go. Um, God is always there, always willing to listen to you. He wants to hear your voice. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and saviour Jesus Christ. It's Titus 2, 11 to 13. We're waiting for him. He's not here yet. We're not perfect yet. The world's not perfect yet. But he will come and he will make us perfect. He will make the world perfect. In the meantime, we have to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Have we got things that we just know are in opposition to what the word's saying we should be doing? We can say, well, Lord, I'm waiting for God to heal me of that. And then just crack on and keep on doing it. Really? If if we can choose, with whatever capacity we have, and I appreciate that can vary. Um, You know, some of us have got incredible strong wills. Are we using those strong wills, that mental willpower, in the right way? Um, Are we relying on God enough? Um, to, to transform us, or are we relying too much on our own strength? That needs to change. Maybe we think, well, I've got no willpower. I'm just letting the Holy Spirit. Wow, wonderful. Wonderful to have that faith to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to change you. But guess what? He wants you to actually take every thought captive and do what you can. Again, it's not to save you, it's to walk with him. Because he's saying, hey, I'm here. Do you want to walk with me with what you do have? Do you trust me with the gifts I've given you, with the things in your life that you do have? He wants us to give us every, everything to him. Because he won't just give them back, um, give us a depressing, boring life. He wants to give us a life in abundance um, until he comes and we know him in full. Back in Genesis, there's... a where God talks of it, Cain and Abel, he's um, saying to to Cain, um, "If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do if but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door; it desires to have you. But you must rule over it. And again, we can't rule over it perfectly without the power of the Holy Spirit." Um, we were never meant to live apart from God, but we can actually overcome. We can choose to, to worship in that time. We can choose to call on God at that time. We might need to have deliverance. We might need to say in the name of Jesus, spirit of fear, get out. Um, whatever it's, however we feel led. You know, Again, we need to grow in maturity and understanding of what tools God has given us in order to, to deal with the situation that we're in where we're thinking, this ain't good. This needs to change. So, again, a question. Do we gain our sense of right or wrong from God or from the culture we live in? Sometimes we have to wrestle with it and work out how to wisely apply God's truth to the world we live in. Sometimes it's downright obvious and we have to decisively choose how we're to think and respond to things. And again, there's Proverbs, um, you know, saying this to someone the other day, actually. um, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Sometimes what the world is saying seems so good. And we're thinking, surely, surely. Um, But if it's in opposition to God's character and also his prophecies as to what's going to happen in the world. And actually how we can know salvation and actually know life in full and eternal life. If it's an opposition into that, it's going to lead to death ultimately. Um, So sometimes it really is by faith and not by sight. And even if something seems good or life-giving if it opposes God's truths, we have to trust in him and not on our own wisdom. So pure. Um, this word's interesting actually, because again, pure we can often think of purity as you know moral purity and everything like that, which actually I believe it, it means. But I suddenly thought of it in another way, where it's 100 percent focused. It's not being double-minded or, you know, you know, whether it's an impurity like, say, in a drink or anything like that, or chemicals or what have you, it can cause a great deal of issue. Um, so don't mix things up. So, you know, would you have, um, a chicken gel and chocolate flavored milkshake? If I offer that to you now saying this is a great mi- recipe, I made it myself. Um, would you think that was a good mixture? Both great flavors, but together, I don't know. Maybe one after the other, that might work. But together, I think that's a mistake. And, and that's what I think, you know, we, how we can see purity. It's like, you don't mix things up, um. We're not designed to, to think that way, to be double-minded. We've got to choose life. And so God's saying, you know, think about things that are, you know, that are purely of the kingdom, really. You know, we, we are of the kingdom. We're not of this world anymore. We're in it, but we're not of it anymore. So let's start to try and think more of kingdom, you know, kingdom things. So submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Kingdom living will breathe life into you and those around you. It's not boring. It may be hard. It may seem like you're having to give things up, things that you've enjoyed and that your minds may have enjoyed thinking about because they release endorphins or dopamine to make your brain, it makes you feel good. But actually fantasizing whatever the holidays things, all kinds of things. We can think about these things, but if it's not of God and actually of being in the present of where he wants us to be, is that a good thing? Lovely. Delightful for beauty, harmony or grace, loved by moral or ideal worth. So again, we could be thinking of you know, testimonies of, you know, loving actions. Um, again, thinking this week, has someone been kind to you? Perhaps you've been kind to someone and seen how that's, that's really blessed them. Perhaps you've heard a testimony of something that you're thinking that's just, that's loving, that's wonderful. Um, it could be a lovely smile, it could be a lovely view, um, a lovely meal, maybe not, not the gel frazy chocolate milkshake. Um, it could be a lovely gift. Action, uh, meditating and knowing god 's presence, um, loveliness is greater than the sum of its parts, and again with it loveliness it's, it's balance you know it 's thinking it brings life, it makes us feel good um, it it can almost it sort of gives us hope and it 's seeing God in creation because you know we can see him in the beauty of it, although it 's a broken creation when you 're hearing a bird 's song in the morning, a beautiful sunrise. Um, even just seeing the work of our hands, sometimes the the creativity of of what we can do, a beautiful bridge, I think that's good. I think, you know, one day, I think we'll have plenty of good things to do um, in the new heavens and the new earth. We will be building, we will be creating. Um, Loveliness, again, it's not to be confused with lustfulness, which is out of control. So whatever it is, or it's not selfish, it's not imbalanced, it's not consuming something. Um, But don't be guilty either for for enjoying God's creation and the good things in your life and around you, um, including your gifts and those of others. Um, My wife is lovely. I just want to say that. You know, I think it's nice to think, you know, people make us feel feel good. And and I think that's a gift from God. You know, that's friends, family, spouses, um, you know... our nephew came to stay with us the other day, and I love the excitement he had around sort of crazy golf and fit, you know having burger and chips on the beach and stuff. And his smile—I love how kids play. It's, it's awesome, you know. You see that energy and that enthusiasm for things, and you're thinking it's so cool to see that. It's so life bringing. Um, song of Songs. Okay, so this is between a couple, and this is where the maiden is saying of her partner. Um, I'm I'm saying this, by the way, because so often we can think, oh, no, you know, we're Christians. We're not allowed to actually appreciate physical beauty. But actually we are. But there's a difference between that and lust, where Satan wants to rob, steal, and destroy things. But actually God is, you know, this is in God's word here. And obviously it can mean a lot of things. But I think the plain reading of it is there's a real appreciation of physical beauty, which I think, well, God made it, you know? His legs are pillars of marble, set on bases of pure gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, choice as its cedars. His mouth is sweetness itself, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, this is my friend, daughters of Jerusalem. So she was talking to her friends about her partner. And then there's one where we're actually focusing on God. Again, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Again, meditating on the word. I love the Psalms. You know, do that because I've done that number of times where I've been going through a tough day, and it's lifted me out, you know, supernaturally lifted me out of a a mind pit of just feeling really, you know, oppressed, drained, tired, hopeless, fearful. It's powerful. The word is living and active. We've got to get into it. The last couple of ones I'll just skim through, because I appreciate time is is going on there. Um, Admirable. So again, testimonies and stories of faithful believers, you know, it inspires and stirs the heart. That's why I love hearing testimonies of, of, of people. What's happened? Oh, yeah, I had a healing this week. Or well, actually, you know, what? I went through a tough time, and it was tough, but God saw me through it. I'm like, wow, good. It's not just all in my head. This isn't all just my imagination here. We're all being touched by the power of God. Um, Look at biblical characters, whether it's Abraham, Abigail, Moses, Ruth, Joseph, Mary, Hannah. It's good to study and meditate on these characters. Broken people, but who are chasing after God. And you can just see their hearts, you know. Uh, It wasn't just God just using them like robots here. They were responding. We can too. That's what's exciting. We can actually respond today, right now. Um, Is it excellent? First class, very good. Don't meditate on mediocre or things that aren't true or good. Um, you know, think, actually, you know what, Lord, I, I want to meditate on everything that's, that you're showing me that, that is excellent. It lifts us up. It gives us that hope. Is it praiseworthy? Does it make you want to thank God? If so, think about this kind of thing. So I'm going to quickly go through application time. So how do we do it? It's all well and good. saying, so, right, okay, I'm going to do all that. Well, there's a lot packed in there. Um, so... It's carrying out a spiritual health check. First of all, you know, some of you might be like me. I think all overthink all the time, often analyzing and, and have that, well, hopefully self-awareness. But sometimes, you know, not, not all, the, all of us think in the same way. Um, you know, what do you think of God? First of all, what do you think of God? Um, you know, we can sing the songs, say amen and hallelujah and all the, all the rest of it. But actually, you know when we're alone or driving back on the way to Asda or whatever, what are we thinking of God in that moment? Are we thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he doesn't care. You know, actually, do we think he's the creator of the universe? He's all powerful and he loves me. He made me. He's given my life a purpose. He's given me a future. And one day I'm going to see him face to face. It could be later on today could come. Um, are we thinking about that? Are we thinking, that's my reality? And what we see here is is reality as well, but it's past, fading away, and it won't be our reality forever. Um, so what do we think of God? Um, and if, if you don't know, talk to us. Maybe you're thinking, actually, you know, I, I don't even know if I believe. Please talk to us. Maybe you need time, you need some counseling, you need some time, some scriptures, a bit of guidance, um, a bit of time just to, to vent. Um, to reset and get to know how much he loves you. Because, because if, if you don't believe God loves you and if you don't know that love in an in instinctive way almost, then all of this is going to be really hard. Um, and life is going to be really, you know, yeah, it's going to be tough. So you need to have that foundation. Um, do you need to repent? Maybe I've said some things this morning and you're thinking, uh, I'll deal with it later, deal with it now. You know, and again, repentance doesn't have to be um, beating yourself with sticks and making a public spectacle. And, you know, it it can just be quietly in your heart saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, Show me, you know, I I really want to change this. Because repentance isn't what some people think, which is where I say, I'm sorry. and Then I'll just go and do it again because God will forgive me anyway. That's dangerous territory. Really dangerous. Don't do that. Because one, God won't be mocked. And two, you're actually really hurting yourself. Um, If you've done something wrong you know, you might make the mistake again that I'm not saying be condemned by that. I'm saying be condemned by that heart action of thinking it doesn't matter because it really does because God wants us to be free. (laughs) Jesus went through all that pain because he loves us. And so imagine God on the cross. The next time you think, oh, I'll just do it again. Just imagine Jesus there saying, why are you doing it? I love you. I love you, my child. Um, So take some time to think about that. Um, And again, if you want some prayer at the end, um, hopefully, we'll just take a couple of moments. I appreciate I've been overrunning. Um, maybe you are struggling with something that just won't go away. Spiritual attack's a real thing. I was going for a run the other day, and I was having like this real sort of panic and fear. I don't know what was going on. And I just thought, I just said, in Jesus' name, this fear, just go. And I felt it lift. And again, it's not like that will be the answer for everything. But sometimes it, it can be real oppression, spiritual oppression. Again, talk to someone about it that you trust. Uh, maybe you might need to work through a few things. Again, it's, it's a whole toolkit of, of things that we need to do. Um, it's not just thinking positively. We, we need to pray. We need to do all kinds of things. Um, and it's, it's a lifelong journey. Um, there could be a deeper trauma that needs to be worked through as well. Um, and again, that might be where you need longer-term sort of counselling and support for that. But if you do, do something about it. Get it. Get the help that you need. Um, i think i've probably said enough here i think in a nutshell it's holding every thought captive and yeah just remember god's with you he wants to give you a hope in the future um and holy spirit i just want to welcome you lord right now just in just in this moment just in the in the silence just to speak to us how do you want us to change our thought life How do you want us to, is there anything, any roadblocks in us that you want us to start working through? Just reassure us, Lord, that we're loved and we're in a safe space with you and we always with be. You're clean, you're completely trustworthy and pure. Help us to think, Lord, on, on the good things that we've looked at today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.